Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyful in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and best of all, father of one. Today, I'm chatting with Carol McLaughlin about taking ideas from games for your class design. So we're going to talk about like really borrowing, you know, true blue game design from these board games, card games, whatnot. Uh, but before we get into it, I am super jazzed to have Carol with us. This is definitely not your first. You are uh, tried and true on this this show, and I absolutely love having you back. Thank you again so much. Uh, but if you could introduce yourself to those that are first tuning in to Well Played. Hello, I'm Carol McLaughlin, and I'm from Alabama, if you cannot tell from my accent. <laughs> I am <laughs> Miss Mac 100 on Twitter and, Twitter, and I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I truly always love chatting with you. Thanks for coming on again. Um, I really do love having like those repeat guests, especially those ones that come back time and time again. Cause I think, I mean, people get to know like you and you and me together and it's like, yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's fun having like kind of a co-host of sorts. And I love that as a listener of your podcast, I love, oh yay, I love when they're on. Nice. <laughs> so, so I like nice. that too. Uh, all right. So this idea, this like copycat idea, you know, in the, in the kindest of words there to say, like, we're going to take an idea now, uh, Carol, uh, has in her class or actually her school, her new position, um, has implemented a game mechanic from one of both of our favorites. Like we absolutely love this game called Splendor. So before we sort of launch into your structure, I just want to give people a brief sort of idea of what Splendor is. One, you can check out my YouTube channel. There is a review from my daughter and I on how to play Splendor and why you should pick it up because it's fantastic. It's and she's adorable. And she's adorable. <laughs> uh, not biased at all. No. Uh, not at all. But uh, so just to give you a, like an idea is like you're this gem dealer and you're like collecting gems. And there's this mechanic where you there are these like poker chips that are gems and they're of five or six different colors. And on your turn, you can either collect some of those poker chips and there's some mechanics on how you collect and how many you collect, but you take some of those gems, the physical like poker chips. And then there's this array of cards out there that have like a cost to them. Like, ah, this one takes, you know, two green gems and a you know, two blue gems, and you can buy this card. Why you would want to buy the card is twofold. In the top corner, there is a gem on that card, and in the other corner, some of them have point values. Uh, so the game ends when somebody gets to 15 points. There's, a, there's, you know, there's another way to score points too, but that really won't matter for this context, I don't think. Um, there, well, I should maybe describe it. There are these like royalty that will sort of nobles they'll come visit you which they're all worth i think three points maybe some of them are more i don't know four one's four i think two or four yeah uh and you get those if you have a certain amount of cards that make gems on them so not the actual physical gems that you have but like hey i have like two three cards that are blue three cards that are green three cards that are red uh this noble requires that, and if, you, if you're the first to meet that requirement, you get that noble and the points associated with it. Now, the reason we break all this down is 
Carol liked this idea of kind of collecting gems, looking at the array, strategizing what you want. Now, one other major piece I skipped is the cards that you collect. So if I buy that card that takes the two green and the two blue, I pay those chips back to the pot and I put this card in front of me. And up in the corner, I told you it's got points sometimes. And it also has, they all have a gem in them. Mm-hmm. And whatever gems on the card I just bought, it's like I permanently always right. have that one. So uh, for those of you listening, uh, that's kind of the general overview. But why that's important is because when I want to buy that next card, if it, if it requires three green gems and my card I bought has a green gem on it, I don't have to pay the bank right. two, two green gems because I have this sort of permanent one here. Mm-hmm. And I could buy more of those so that I have like five green gems and then like green is super easy for me. But if I do that, I'm really limited in the other right. categories because I, like, I hyper, you know, specify or became really good in this one. I'm weak all over the place. Or do you go general everywhere? Like, look, I have one gem of every color in terms of <laughs> cards. But then as you try to buy those bigger, higher point values, you need like seven, six, like five <laughs> of those. So it's this interesting game choice. You know, are you going to be really specific to one? Are you going to go general across the board? Do you pick two to be moderately good in? Um, and all angling at those points. The points kind of finish the game. All right. So that is a brief overview of the game. Splendor, you should all pick it up. It's great. Maybe for the holiday great. season, pick it up. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Carol, can you explain what you've already created, what's going on with that mechanic? And then we're going to, I think Carol and I are going to like try to like troubleshoot some ideas or just kind of spitball some ideas together. Right. So, um, just a brief back of my, um, history. It's my, where I am right now. I went from a public school to a private school and we have ages second grade through seventh grade. And our teams are multi-age, multi-grade. So um, I wanted to have um, these gems and to play the game Splendor, but I wanted to kind of roll that out without them knowing it, which is sort of fun and sneaky on my part because I wanted them to collect them and be wondering what it's about because they knew it wasn't like the gold they could spend in our castle market Mm. where they could buy things like a privilege or something special. And they kept going, what are these gems for? They would earn them for different things. They're like, what are they for? I'm like, I don't know. You just have to wait and see. And it's driving them crazy. Uh, but some of them have played Splendor. So once they started getting the emerald and the ruby and the, and the diamond, they started going, hey, this is like the, the game Splendor. I'm like, huh, how about that? And they're like, do we get more if we collect them all? And I'm like, I don't know. And then they started, and they're just like, should we pull them all together and, I don't know. <laughs> You're just going to have to wait and see. So now that they have started collecting enough gems, um, what they're going to do as a team is they're going to pull them all together and they have to pick 10. Cause in the real game, you can only have 10 of the not permanent ones at one time. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to pick 10 without seeing any of the properties. Cause in the game, you wouldn't you would see, see them. The, right. You would see the array. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have to pick beforehand, which I like just that mystery part just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so they'll pick which 10 they want to keep as a team. And then I've made scenes just like the properties in Splendor because um, we're a Christian school with biblical things. We have Bethlehem and Gal- Sea of Galilee and the Wall of Jericho. Anyway, but we have all the cards. And as a team, so no, be able to there's buy- no there's no Alabama card. 
It's not. No. <laughs> no. No Alabama card. <laughs> so just all these really fun ones. And so they work as a team to buy a property, one of the cards. Sure. So what I'm thinking is, this is my next thought process, and maybe you can help me with it, is um, I think that if they end up as a team purchasing a card, mm-hmm. maybe getting a little bit of XP for their team, not individually, but for their team. Because um, it takes a while to build up enough to get points, especially mm-hmm. when you only have the lower level deck, the green deck, I think. So it takes a little while. So I want to let them to have some reward for working together to purchase something. So I think maybe a little XP for your team once you buy a property, whether it has a point or not. Yeah, I think so. Neat mechanic here. The Another thing that Carol mentioned was there are three decks in the game. And mm-hmm. in the array, you kind of put one row of sort of these green, easier cards to achieve. Then is it yellow? And then blue? Yes. I think, yeah. So yellow, yellow is like medium. Yeah. And then yeah. blue is like the... Most valuable, but also like the most difficult to achieve cards. Um, so, okay. So you're going to have these. You're really working on them. Buying one of the first green cards is what you're right. talking about to, to the audience here. They, but what she's going to, what you're going to do different is it's going to be like hidden. They won't see what they should say. So there's going to be this like anxious round of, do we right. save three of our greens and then the two blues right. and the whatnot and whatnot. Uh, all right. So th- that's a fun, exciting moment. So I think you should keep that mechanic. I right. love that sort right. of like, uh, what should we do? A strategize moment. Um, and right. that'll become more and more interesting strategizing mm-hmm. when they can mitigate against the luck of what the array is going to be right. once they have some of their own permanent cards. Right. right. Cause now like, they'll be like, Oh, we kept three green, but it's okay because we do have like those blues and those reds in card format. So that's good. Uh, So I'd keep that. Then uh, with what would be on your cards, I would suggest adding some things that are more in your gamified world that are outside of the game world, the Splendor game, but Mm -hmm. unique to your game. So maybe having some of them have... uh, an additional icon on them uh-huh. is what I'm thinking. And this will give you room to maybe give some power-ups. So if, mm-hmm. let's say they cl- collected three stable icons, that means they could like do something like like they'd earn a power-up like as a group, as a, as a grade, as a team, as a house. I like that. You know? So now you're... Because yours is a year-long game. You're taking what is a 40-minute game and making a (laughs) year-long game out of it. So we have to think of ways to make it a little more complex but still keep that simplicity because you don't want to spend a ton of curricular time explaining how this all works. And you want it to be something they can kind of figure out on their own. So having some extra icons on a card could be cool where, oh, we collected three stable icons. Oh, we collected, you know, three... You know, palace icons. We collected three Herod <laughs> graphics, you know, like whatever. Um, and then see how that plays out. And the nice thing, too, is that's a muscle you can flex. You can have other cards that are like, if 
you could have it where they have to have more of them. So instead of three, you know, like, oh, if somebody happens to have collected three or five of these, or make it combinations. Like having three, you know, like Roman whatever icons and three Herod icons does this. You know, you have to fill in the blank on what this is in terms of what it works. But um, that's another interesting game mechanic. So now they're looking at what gems are going to help them in future rounds, future draft rounds. What icons do we want to like get a good mix of icons so now you're like adding another layer just like the gems do you get a vast variety do you like really double down on having the same you know mm-hmm. you could have uh kind of a wild icon too so that like it works with everyone like you know you could make like maybe the holy spirit graphic or something that just kind of right. works with everyone right right so uh you know that's really nice that you have such a rich story to draw from because like there are easy connections to make so okay so we have that we got these these cards they're going to get now i have a question for you what are they going to where are they going to put all these well i'm going to let one person they have in their folders they have of course the little baseball card holders where they collect their cards Mm -hmm. so i may give one um to someone on their team to hold just the properties. Okay. So I may give them another sleeve just to hold these. And there's what? what? There's six. There's six types, right? In Splendor, if you're doing the exact there's Splendor. There's five, game. five and gems then the wild. and then gold. And then yeah. The gold. yeah. So six total. Uh, huh. How many people do you have in like a group right now? We have the most we have is four. Hmm. Uh, It could be kind of cool. I'm just thinking like it'd be neat if they all have those baseball card holders. If you if we came up with a way in which because they have nine pockets like in a row of three by three array. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trying to think of like, it'd be kind of cool if kids held cards of a certain type. And mm-hmm. then when it was like time to like buy and draft and whatever, you'd have all of them pop it out and kind of lay all four in a row. So you can kind mm-hmm. of almost quickly build what would be in front of you in the game. Like in the game, I have my like green pile, my red pile, my blue pile. And you can quickly see like, look, I have three reds, three you know blues, two greens. Well, if, you know, if I'm the one holding the greens and I've, I've got five greens, three going down and then two more, the next right. person has like the blues and the yeah, yellows. Yeah, yeah. And the but then like you just tell them like it's time to buy or whatever and then they all like pop them out and lay them next to each other. You right. now have like, our team has this. Right. Yeah, I like that. That could be cool. I like that. Um, and now with yours... Are you going to add anything above this? Like, is there going to be... Because in Splendor, you're just... You're spending gems to buy permanent gems to eventually get points. Right. Slash more gems. Are we adding another component at all to that? I don't know. I've not thought about that yet. So, you know, sometimes I just jump right in there and... (laughs) and That is... 
that is something that I think is super awesome. And I hope people that are listening to this hear that 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 is what we should do, I think, in gamification <laughs> is like put it in motion and you can it will either not come to like the idea that piece, that element you add won't come to fruition, which is okay. I tell yeah. my kids all the time that every year I'm trying new things and some of them are gonna get finished and some of them aren't. And or it will, right? Like so, but if we try to like design it all before we even go live, like there's gonna be so many twists and turns, it's almost better to remain flexible, put it in play, see what the kids are responding to, and like make some changes. You know, like you had shared with me before the episode started that kids are in your school are really loving gold. Right. And I don't I don't mean splendor gold, I mean you're like game gold. Right. So like maybe having some of these things generate gold like if you have a certain maybe like there's a certain graphic on there that like is plus gold maybe some of them aren't only earning the splendor points but the xp points right um how would you how would you have like have that in place so they know what's going to are you going to have a chart would you have how would you keep i'd try to put it on the i would try to probably put it on the card and maybe what you could do is just spitballing here, but what if what if each card could only be used for one thing per like purchasing round? Mm-hmm. And purchasing rounds is when these things all get activated. So sweet, we're gonna come together. What are the ten chips we're gonna save? Mm-hmm. Ten gems we're gonna save, the the non permanent gems. We decided that as a group. Cool. Then we look, because we know, like we're pretending this is like several weeks into doing this, they understand how this works. On that like buying day, they also look at all their cards and some of their cards have like, you know, this is a red gem. Oh, we could use that in the buying round for a red gem. <gasps> this is also like... Uh, Bethlehem. You know, Bethlehem. Bethlehem yeah, it's a Bethlehem card. And if we had three Bethlehem cards... We know that, like, because you could have, like, on the card itself, almost like an item card, right? You could explain, you know, this is this is a red gem. It is a Bethlehem card, you know, you know, colon. If you play three of them, you get this bonus. Mm-hmm. And then, additionally, you know, you could have a line that's like, this is some of them, not all of them. These are not on every card. These are just different functions of cards. Some of them could have, like, this is also worth this much XP. This one's worth this much gold. And it's like, oh, like in this, let's in, in this buy round, let's not really concentrate so much on buying another card. Let's use some of these for the other functions. Like, hey, look, we have three of them that give us 500 XP if we used, if we used all three of these, not for their gems, but like used them for their XP during this activation round. Nice. We might be buying a green or an easier card because we only have our 10 chips then. Because as the game progresses, everyone that's listening, as the game progresses, you need to use your chips and cards to buy those higher cards. Well, a group could decide this round, we're not going to like concentrate on buying one of those bigger cards. We're going to concentrate on like using these cards that we have for their other functions, gaining gold, gaining XP, you know. So it becomes kind of an interesting, like, how do we want to use their cards? Right. Yeah. Yep. Maybe like maybe that. you maybe you could even graphically write like if you did it where it's like the orientation of the card, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe if the card was like if you 
because then you can walk around the classroom or whatever and easily sort of document this. Like if it's tilted this way, they're using it for XP. Like, oh, they got like three tilted to the left, like left like that, and it's displaying like 200 plus 200 plus 200. Oh, so they get 600 XP because it's tilted that way. Oh, right. these guys are doing it for gold, and it's like I got a giant coin, and it's like 50, 50, 50. Oh, they get 150 gold. These guys have it for the gem. So like in the buying round, they have three red gems. Right. Pl plus whatever their non-permanents are. Right. Yeah. Does, yeah. does that make sense? That, that's, that does make sense. I'm trying to think. I've already printed out the green deck. Okay. Um, and, and laminated them. Perfect. So I'm trying to think how I can. I mean, I can reprint them. It's not a big deal because we've not played it yet. Um, or uh, or, or that could be the back. Or could be the, could be the yellow deck starts it. I was going to say like that could be like the green deck could all be about like you just need gems. gems. Like these are the right. this is like where you're going to farm for gems to be able to like buy the better things. Right. And so like That's all of what I just thinking. described could be like the next level. Right. And what I like about this and and. Is because this could be just a short, like if you need like a five, ten minute something. Mm -hmm. You're saying this would be a great, just like, hey, we're going to do our splendor round for just a second, just a real quick. It's just team play. Mm -hmm. So um, I like that fact that it's just something really quick you can do. They work as a team, they have to work together, they have to use strategy, and it's just yeah. for a really short thing. The other thing, too, is if you start doing multi use cards like I described, mm -hmm. Even more so, you could do short burst activities. Because let's say kids did a great job and you have like three extra minutes, you could you come up with some fun name for it, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know, land of milk and honey round or whatever. <laughs> and this is when they get to like, maybe because it's milk and honey, those are two things. Maybe they get to activate two cards, not for their gems. So this isn't a full round of like, buying and drafting cards but this is like you get to activate for those other features two cards milk and honey cards like sweet right. so like ah oh, cool like we have we could go with both xp things we could go with both gold things maybe as you start to develop this you come up with other like things that they can earn like ah oh, like yeah we want this or maybe even think of adding some things in there that aren't game related because sometimes that helps kids that don't care as much about the games like they don't necessarily want xp or gold maybe like some of it is like we're gonna bank some extra minutes for for like some sort of fun friday you know yeah. and it's like oh cool we're gonna activate these and like you can have like a a total on your board where like all right we're up to like seven minutes for like oh, a fun yeah. activity like and when that gets to like 30 minutes we'll have a 30 minute fun yeah fun day but like that's kind of cool that kids are choosing to like activate that and like put that in there put that in the yeah. jar yeah um, i like that and what you can do to grow with the game so kids don't game the system <laughs> um make it so that every time they buy like a fun friday or something like the fun friday itself gets upgraded so it gets harder and harder to buy right right so it's not always like 30 minutes buys the fun friday like you know, the first one's 30 minutes or maybe the first one's 20 minutes. Make it like super easy like to, to buy, but then it's going to go to like 25, 30, not necessarily time. So maybe we wouldn't call them minutes, but you know, 30 gold buys you the fun Friday activity, but then it's going to be like 35 gold is going to buy the, the fun activity or, you know, whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. Yeah. Uh, a funny side note. 
one of our Kelmet kids game in the system. <laughs> one of our kids has decided he's going to be a banker. Nice. And uh, and <laughs> and loan out gold with interest. <laughs> so I love it. His mom's like, do, y- do y'all let him do this? We're just going to let that roll for a little bit and just see. I said, we have the rights to shut it down at any time, but we're just going to kind of see how it plays out. I think He's only any- had one taker. He only had one taker so far, so we're not too worried. I think, too, any time, I think you played that right. One, you let the you reassured the parent you're not going to let it get out of hand. Two, you also gave the kid uh, some leeway because a lot of these games that they're used to playing are open world games where you can kind of try to do anything, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Like, I've had plenty of kids try to start little businesses, but like nine, just like the real world, most businesses like don't succeed because people don't actually need that service that you thought of. Like, that's right. And in your game, like the odds of actually like needing in you know gold so much that you're willing to incur the interest. It's probably not there, so he's not going to get a ton of takers. I had somebody this past week make an insurance company where he he would he would replace your items if they got like like taken away in the game. Yeah, but like it didn't really work because like he doesn't have every item. So like you, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like no, it's a terrible idea. But he's eleven, and he's thinking like, oh, like somebody you know. Somebody loses something, they're gonna want like insurance. So like, yeah, let's give them insurance. And it's like, okay. yeah, like I get where you got the idea, but like, there's no way this is gonna actually work. But like, I don't need to like make that happen. Like, the, the market's gonna make that happen because it's right. not a good idea. It's a real life situation. You'll find out. Yeah, I love it. Well, Carol, this is like neat to like talk through this game mechanic stuff with you. I hope other people get this idea of. Take a moment, like look at some of your favorite games. Look at some of the games that are out there. Buy a game and play it, and see like what elements they can they can build in. I mean, this has uh, been a really, I think, eye opening topic for people because we really like went through Splendor, went through some of the ways you're using it, uh, and I hope it's helpful for people out there. And can I bring this up too? Is the people who make the games? If there's a game you love, there's a reason why you love it, and so they already have the game mechanics in there. So you don't have to do all the work. Like, for example, the cards I made, they already have specifically how many gems you need to buy each property uh-huh. with the gem at the top. So all I had to do was make it with my scenes in it just because it's just for my game. And so I was able to make sure that it would be fair and the gems were able to be spent well. So it wasn't like I was trying to make figure it out the work. right. Yeah, you didn't. You weren't trying to figure out the right distribution right. of like how many red gems should be in the deck or how many like should this card cost? Right. So that's a good suggestion too. Like they they've already done that heavy lifting for you. Yeah. Uh, Carol, as always, we have reflection time. That I want to like hear your take on this quote here. Okay. Uh, this one is by uh, Brian Tracy, and it is that there are no limits to what you can accomplish except the limits you place on your own thinking. That's a nice quote. I like it. Um, I do. I like it a lot. I, I just think that so many times, um, going back to where people go, don't try something because they don't have it all worked out. And you don't have to do that, not only if in a gamified world, but in any kind of educational idea. You don't have to have it all worked out or know it's going to work to try it. 
because you don't, the great things in this world that have been created and made and the new things that happen because someone tried it not knowing the outcome, just hoping it would be great. You know what I'm saying? And so I just think that we're only limited if we put those limits on us. I I agree. I think this really works into what we're talking about because, you know, uh, sometimes we're intimidated when we say we want to start creating a gamified class and you're like, oh, I can't make a whole game and whatever. One, that's putting limits on yourself. Two, like, you're not doing this in isolation. Like, don't put the limit that you can't look at a game. Like, take your favorite game mechanics. What is it that you love about Splendor? You obviously loved Splendor and you're like, this could work. And you didn't limit yourself with like, well, I can't, you know, that's Splendor. I mean, no, you said like, this is awesome. How can I use this in my classroom, right? You, you went, in, you went from inspiration into like practical, how can I do it? Uh, and I think that's awesome. So like, let's not limit our thinking by saying we can't, right? Like, yeah. let's be open. Let's keep that mind open. I love it. Well, Carol, thank you again for joining Well Played once again, love having you on. You're you're such I love a vi- being on. you're such a vibrant personality. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day, everyone that's listening here. Thank you again for joining each and every week. I love it. Check out the well played podcast on my website, MrMatera.com. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on the Google Play Store. There's all sorts of places you can check it out. And I would love for you to join the YouTube channel. Check that out as well. Lots of content there. And that's all I got for you today. So take care, guys.